Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am sitting in the tour van belonging to a band called Old Man Canyon. I have the guy behind the band sitting here with me in the driver's seat. I am Jet, and uh, I'm stoked to be here chatting with you in my freezing cold van. It is a little chilly. So you're not really in touring mode right now, so there's Usually I ask the band for something in their van that no one else would have in their van while on tour. This van is pretty empty, but I'll ask. Um, well, it it probably has like urine on the floor or something. You know, you know, it hasn't been cleaned since our tour, so I'm sure there's some weird stuff on the floors, but other than that, you know, it's it's pretty good. There's a Oh, actually there's an intercom system in here. See this little thing here? No, I have like uh, I have like you know when you're in a school bus and the and the drivers announcing stuff like a intercom system. I have that in my van, so I can talk to my band members and yell at them, which I'm sure they love. And that's a fascinating detail of this van. I appreciate that. But since you opened the door, I have to ask about the urine. <laughs> you know what? It's probably from our keyboard player because he sleeps like ninety percent of the time in the very back row, so we don't really know what happens back there. So on that note, why don't we play an Old Man Canyon song? So we can either play Hollow Tree, my favorite track off the new record Delirium, or we can play Back to the Start. Which one should I play? Let's play Hollow Tree. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. It's gonna be fun. Can you give me one sentence about that song? to prep the listeners to hear it. Uh, This song's about kind of accepting where you are in life and trusting that the the next stage will present itself. Like a urine-soaked van. Just like that. Yeah, hopefully with no urine. When the night is down
your host you just heard hollow tree by a band called old man canyon it's off their debut full-length record delirium i'm talking with jet from the band i'd love it if you could tell me a bit more about this song because it's my favorite yeah you know what this song when i first wrote it i didn't really know what it was about i had this i had a lot of lyrics kind of instantly come to me but i think i find sometimes with songwriting um the, the message or kind of intention behind the song doesn't really present itself until you've really like ingested the song and heard it kind of out of context than than how you were writing it and stuff. So I, I was in a pretty um, strange place like mentally trying to figure out what I wanted to do next, um, just artistically, musically. And I don't know, the lyrics kind of just came, I guess, probably out of that a little bit of confusion and I guess reassured me to just trust that, you know, the next whatever needed to happen next would would kind of show itself to me and what needed to happen to to change stuff around and get it in order. I was reading that when you were writing the songs to the record, you wrote 350 songs, you recorded 20 songs, the record Delirium has 10 songs on it. So I'd love to hear about that sifting, refining process. I didn't have like 350 finished songs. Like what I, I'm I'm constantly thinking of, of, of music and a lot of the time I'll have just like a, like a voice memo of a of a verse or a chorus or just like a a part of a song. So I had a lot of of pieces of songs, and um, and a lot of finished songs. But I don't know, man. They get the this group of songs really just stood out to me in a way that they felt like they communicated to each other, and kind of all had a had an underlying similar message that that felt uh, unified. And I don't know. It just kind of I don't I liked them a lot, so that helped. And I don't know. It just happened. Can you tell me about one of the orphans? One of the orphan songs? One of the ten that didn't make the cut but got recorded. Um, well, there was one that my mother really wanted me to record. Or I did record, but she was very sad that I didn't put it on the album because it's her favorite song. And I'm hoping that somehow that gets released and it's called It Just Comes and Goes. So we'll see. Hopefully you hear it. I hope to hear it, certainly. But... I don't have that song, and it's not released right now, but what I do have is a track that I can play off Delirium, so I'm going to play Back to the Start. I would love it if you could tell me a little bit about this one. Uh, this song is about, um, you know, when you get caught up in the, in the hustle and bustle of, of, uh, of life, and with me it was music and all the, the crazy aspects that come along with it. It was um, 
just reminding myself to to keep my vision and intention intact and to uh, and to not lose that amongst the way. My name is Jet. Uh, I have a band called Old Man Canyon, and you're listening to the Interview Show with Scott Wood. When we were young, all we knew was days of Start by Old Man Canyon. I have 
Jet, who is Old Man Canyon, trapped in his van with me, and I'd love it if you could tell me a little bit more about this track. After, you know, being kind of in the music world for a while and and having to do all the crazy things you have to do, like touring and, you know, really having to, to buckle down and write songs, like, nonstop, um, I find you often forget about the kind of initial intention you had behind you know making music you can easily get lost in in the process and all the all the business and weird aspects that comes along with music and um, I think this song was just about you know returning to trying to return to a place of authenticity as like an artist and with your message and and just making sure that you making sure that your vision um, is is a part of everything you do and because without without that you kind of just go into this weird abyss of, of meaningless art. Old Man Canyon is the group. You're the guy who writes most of the songs, but you perform with a band. You've had to assemble a group around you. I would love you to tell me how to assemble the right people to play with you. You know, I'm still trying to figure that out myself a little bit, but um, it's always a challenge when when a group or or the music forms and is written by one person, and then all of a sudden you have to bring it to the live setting, so you have to find people you know, to do that. But I found a really good core group of guys. I think you just have to find people that obviously are really into the music and, and um, their style, overall style, um, musically has to, you know, mesh with, with the music I'm creating. And um, you have to make sure you're okay with being in a van with them for, you know, 20 hours a day. So how do you test that? Well, you lock them in a closet and um, <laughs> I don't know, you just got to go on tour with them, I guess. And then you know, that's really the, the tell-all. That is a trial by fire. That's really the only way, I think, unfortunately. I once interviewed a band called Say Hi, and he told me that his test was that when he was thinking of taking someone out on the road, he would take them out for a night drinking, and if they could hold their liquor, meaning they could drink, knew their limit, didn't get out of control, that they were the man or the woman for the job. That's a that's that's great advice. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. That's actually very good because I've you know sometimes you realize that a person is not the right person while they're very drunk. I want to play an older track now. I'm gonna play the title track off your Phantom and Friends EP came out in 2014. There's a story behind this EP. The story is is that you went to South America. You met a shaman. He took you into the jungle. You took some mushrooms, and then you came out with everything you needed to set up this project. Was the quote I think it was something along those lines. I don't know if it was like exactly Old Man Canyon that came out of it, but I had a very clear idea of what I needed to create artistically and uh, and musically going going on from there. So I would love you to describe some portion of that journey so that it makes sense to other people who may be in the same situation. And by that I mean at a crossroads, trying to make a creative project, trying to bring it together, but they don't know how. Yeah, you know what? I don't. I don't really know if I have the answer to that. But this shaman, um, as as these trips seem to go, um, they make sure you have a very uh, specific idea and intention before you you take the the plant, and um, that's always like the most important part because they they believe that the you know whatever spirit is in the in that plant you're taking will actually, you know, allow you to process that intention at a far deeper level. And I think that's that's really, you know, the most most important thing is just to to ask the right questions and so what we did is we sat down. You well actually what the first thing we did is we woke up at two in the morning, 
um, and you have to climb up this mountain where he knows where these mushrooms grow, and they grow overnight. And then as soon as the light hits them, they die. Like, basically, they just shrivel up and die. So you have to pick them before the light hits them in the morning. So we, you know, hiked up this crazy mountain, found these mushrooms, um, and went back to this little... We went back into the middle of the jungle to this little place where he said was a Mayan burial ground. Little, yeah, little frightening um, to hear that. But, yeah, he said it was like a super sacred space, so it was. It felt nice. And um, we just laid the plants out, the mushrooms out, and... Yeah, he walks you through exactly all these different aspects and intentions you want to help understand, you want to learn more about in yourself. And yeah, he takes you through, you know, your relationships in your life, your, you know, your, your, your goals for, you know, business or your career or whatever it is you want to create. And then, you know, your whatever spiritual desires, no matter whatever they may be. You know, you, you take he takes you through those all those different aspects of it, and makes sure that there's a clear um, intention for all of them, and then you actually ingest them. How did he react when he found out you were a musician or a creative person? He he already knew he was a musician actually himself. So we actually ended up playing drums, I think, at one point, which was which was cool. But he liked it. He he totally could relate. The whole experience and. I think these these trips that people take have to be taken very lightly and you have to be fully mentally prepared and ready to explore the depths of your soul. So when you go, uh, next time you go do it, just have an intention and remember that you are going to explore whatever it is your, your, your questions you're asking. And now, let's hear Phantoms and Friends. Just like 
The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Phantoms and Friends, the title track off Old Man Canyon's EP, came out in 2014. I have Jet, a.k.a. Old Man Canyon, trapped here in a van with me. We were just talking about the inspiration behind the previous record. You've recently put out a new record called Delirium. Were you tempted to do that kind of soul-searching when you started this record? No. No, I, I actually, after that whole experience with the uh, with the shaman, I've, I haven't actually done any psychotropic drugs since that, just because it was so intense and I felt like that was enough for a while. So no, this was just uh, this was just good old sober mind. This one, the latest record, the debut full length record, Delirium. The big story behind this one is that you've departed from the folk sound. You started with synths. I read this quote. You said something along the lines of that you felt trapped in the old folk mold. Yeah, I, I just found that the old, like the acoustic guitar um, format of writing, um, I, I just couldn't come up with um, something I, I felt comfortable um, putting out again. It just felt like I was, you know, regurgitating the same, the same format of the songs and the same vibe, the same lyrical content, um, almost always came out i don't know and it, i just took it as a sign that i needed to switch up my my writing style and process and i think i just i yeah it was just the the purchase of these vintage synths and analog equipment that kind of ushered in this shift in sonically and um yeah i just got really excited about it and bought way too many synths and in the background you can hear jet's phone blowing up i read that you bought or that you bought something like 10 synths that you have so you're sort of a collector now so i'm going to give you a scenario are you ready i'm ready a friend of yours is in a band and he or she is driving through town doing a show in vancouver but sadly his or her synth has broken down and they call you up they say jet I need to borrow a synth. Which one in your collection will you loan out? So describe it in detail for synth lovers. Well, I'm sure they would want the Juno 60, the Roland Juno 60. Um, it's one of the most sought-after and respected synths, I think, that were, was ever made. Um, it's analog, and um, yeah, it just has this tone that's, you know, it's pretty much on every song in my on my new album. Um, but it's very dreamy and it's just like it's got this rich, warm tone that, that doesn't seem to be found on any other synth. So I think that would be one they would like to borrow. But would you loan it out? I probably would, as long as, you know, they took very good care of it and, um, and had used one before. So what favor would you ask in return? Um, well, I'd ask for like a two-hour massage... And then, you know, maybe some dinner and, and drink. So I've read in your press materials, your mom, she liked Michael Jackson. She liked Prince. Your dad, he liked Zeppelin. He liked Rolling Stones. I would love to hear a moment from you as we young Jet in the family home. All of you are listening to music. What song could all of you agree to enjoy? I remember Thriller being very popular, even even for my dad. Um, and to make it even better, my mother would film me dancing to Michael Jackson for hours on end and I would I would never stop as long as she wanted I would keep dancing and uh yeah that was you know the average night in our house was uh them staring at me doing flips across the floor to Michael Jackson that is adorable I hope one day you put that on your social media I will I'm going to at the end of the show I like the guest to pick one of their tracks and 
talk a bit about it as I bring up the music. So I don't want to go out. That song kind of formed out of my distaste for the nightlife that you know, and the and the current kind of mode of of entertainment that most young people seem to to think is is the way to way to do things. And Old Man Canyon sounds kind of crotchety right now. I'm sorry. I just think, uh, yeah, the, it's the whole club scene and all that just drove me nuts, and I was so sick of people asking me to go out. So I wrote, I don't want to go out, so they know. Don't ever invite me out again. Jet, a.k.a. Old Man Canyon, thank you very much for sharing your inner grumpy old man and being on my show. <laughs> thank you for having me, man. It was fun. It was fun.